Welcome to my new Daily Dispatch. You know, I talk to real estate industry folks every day about the challenges they are facing at this unique moment in time. I want to share their insights with you, not just the problems, but also the solutions. Join me each day on the Daily Dispatch, and we can all figure this out together. Greetings, everybody. Uh, I'm really lucky today to have Ben Kenny. Ben is the founder of the Ben Kenny Companies, which includes brokerage, technology. Um, he's in, been involved as an active agent, and uh, he gives all kinds of stuff back to the industry. He's a mentor and friend to many of us. He, he sees the future, but he's practical. He knows how to uh, build businesses, and Ben has been part of the Inman community for many years, and I'm really excited to launch this first version of the Daily Dispatch with Ben, because Ben is right now in the trenches. He's right near the epicenter in Washington of the coronavirus, but he also is you know, managing through these issues. So welcome, Ben. How are you today? Doing good. We're, we're taking action and managing okay so far. Good. And your health okay? Yeah, I'm healthy. Family's healthy. My dad's a little lonely because he's locked up in his house and can't see anybody. I think a lot of our parents and elders are, but yeah, we're doing okay. It's tough, isn't it, this stuff? You know, Brad, I, I went through the dot-com, dot and I went through uh, the 2008 financial crisis. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think anything in my lifetime either, Ben. I, I think it's equivalent to more like the Great Depression and World War II, stories we heard. There's always a silver lining, though. We'll have some great stories to tell for future generations. But let's get on with it, Ben. So your health as well, your family. Has any of your agents been touched with this or gotten the virus? Are you willing to tell us about that? There's a real uh, shortage of tests, and we have quite a few agents that are sick with the flu or allergies, other issues, and uh, medical facilities are not testing them unless they have a really high fever, elderly, or close to uh critical condition so it's unknown we're just isolating as many people as possible there you go it's tough huh it, it it's tough on a lot of people yeah now tell me the business um what's your outlook first of all you, you you got your you know your ear to the ground you talk to agents every day you talk to consumers um what are we, let's take it right now what are you hearing about the market and then kind of give us your outlook for how you view the rest of the year and the next month or the next two months, if you can. Yeah, it's kind of a tale of two markets because inventory is still low. There's surprising the amount of people that are visiting open houses and making offers. I had an agent say, I just had a buyer pull out of writing an offer on one of my listings. And I said, well, how does that affect you? And they said, well, I only have eight offers instead of nine. And at the same time, we're predicting 25% of all of our pendings are going to fall apart. Uh, in the in the short term, so we're we're bracing for that. Many of our agents are staying home because they have no childcare, and uh, or they're fearful of getting sick or getting their family sick. So it's it's going to have a dramatic impact in the short term. Doesn't it? Tell me, Ben. When I hear people going to open houses and you know people still out buying and actively selling it. It sounds a little to me like the spring break in Miami where people haven't got the message yet. I mean, I, I don't want to be a downer on the market, but our health comes first. And don't we all need to isolate? 
Yeah, I think I think we need to make some drastic changes in how we do things. You know, Brad, the the mistake that people make when dealing with a crisis is is they become over optimistic about how long it's going to take them to get through this. But we don't know how long it's going to last. And the reality is that people still need to sell homes and people still need housing and agents agents still need to make a living and we're really worried about that so we have to make really safe measures to excuse me to protect them so our agents are not going inside the home when the buyers walk through uh we're opening all the cupboards and doors and uh so they don't touch anything we're asking them to keep their children outside with another parent and we're ventilating the home and allowing them to go through it one by one so we're making safety precautions because there's many people that need houses right now they, they need to move into something that's a great point and if you think about the real estate industry we're in the business of getting people into houses and, and that it that's rentals that's short-term rentals that's long-term that's buying it's um so there's still a market no matter how deadly it gets correct and we still have a fiduciary duty to those sellers that we've agreed to sell their property to try to do it and we have a fiduciary duty to these buyers you know i'm out today buying laptops for a local organization that helps homeless families because all their all their uh nonprofit employees are sent home and they didn't have laptops so we have a homeless issue too of getting those people into housing just like we do our buyers and sellers. I don't want to get too personal, but I, you have a story yourself about housing as a child. And I've always felt like that's why you have a, such a deep and abiding love for real estate. Can you share a little bit about that with a, that you're comfortable uh, yeah. with? Yeah, I, I was raised pretty poor, Brad. I mean, we slept in tents and travel trailers and a cabin without power and a wood stove and no inside water and outhouse. And, uh, we relied on the food bank or no food, and so I've been through that. And I believe that every child deserves a home. And if you don't stop the cycle of poverty and homelessness and hunger, it'll continue generations and generations forward. And that's probably where my passion for home ownership and housing came from. That's a fantastic story. So you're kind of you're kind of prepared for being a survivalist, Ben. <laughs> Not to humor it, but. A lot of us are learning uh, self-help skills at home now that, you know, we have to, you know, like I had a little bit of a a thing, I don't know, you know, I worry about skin cancer at my age and I go, oh, I got to call the doctor. And I thought, no, you're not going to call the doctor. You know, you're going to send the image to your doctor. Uh, but not only that, we got to fix things. We got to take care of things. You know, it's, it's a different world, isn't it right now? Yeah, Brad, if this goes on for three months or six months or a year, the vast majority of the real estate industry, the vast majority of the small businesses, the companies, our employees, they cannot survive without income. So we have to find a way for, for the world to move forward while still being as healthy and safe as possible. Now, we've all heard about things going on in Congress and you know proposals to provide some assistance to agents, to companies. Tell me you, where you sit. Do you... Do you go, oh, I need that, I depend on that, I, that's going to save us? Is that what's going to save us, or is it is it a whole different set of ethos and, and habits and behaviors that's going to save us? I heard somebody say once, Brad, there's nobody coming to save you. And if you wait for somebody to be saved, you're, you're going get to in, get in trouble. In fact, I heard this old joke about a guy who believed in God and 
and and the town was going to be flooded because the river was breaking and and a sheriff goes in his car and says hey you got to leave you got to leave and he said no i believe in god he's going to save me and then the the guy comes in a boat because the water's flooding and he says you got to leave and he says no and then the guy comes in a helicopter as he's hanging on to the top of the roof and says no i believe in god i'm i'm going to be saved and well, he ends up drowning, and he's sitting in front of God, and he said, hey, I I, uh, I, I believed in you. I had faith, and you didn't come to save me. And he said, I sent you a guy in a car. I sent you a guy in a boat. And I sent you a guy in a helicopter. <laughs> what else are you waiting for? Ah, ah, ah. There you go. I think, I think in these times, we can't wait for the government to save us. We have to go, and we need to cut every available expense. We need to potentially make sacrifices like asking our, our staff to work on a reduction of hours or reduction of salaries. And we need to go back to our landlords and we need to negotiate our rents. And we need to prepare like this is going to last a year. And if it lasts a month, we're all going to come out leaner and happier and, and with more profit. And if it lasts a year, some of us will be able to survive. And, and that's our duty to our employees and our customers is to find a way at all costs to survive. Hey, Ben, you've been virtual, right, more or less, uh, yeah. your, your operation, you personally, I mean, you're out in the middle of the woods. Uh, what uh, what are some lessons? Just give us three, like three things you must do. To be virtual? Yeah, to not tech, let's, let's move to technology next, but personally, what what is your habits to, you know, keep sane uh, working from home? What, what are the three things that you found work for you? Gosh, that's tough. Why you think um, about it, I'll share mine, okay? What the heck? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you some time to think about it. So mine is make my bed, you know, uh, take a shower, clean up, show up for work, uh, cleaned up and ready to go. I don't put on a suit. I never have done that. But that's my, that's kind of one habit. Two is to eat intelligently. Uh, three is to get some exercise. I bike. Um, and four is make sure you don't start happy hour too soon. So there's a mine. What do you got any Ben you could add to that? Yeah, that, that's a good point. I was telling everybody yesterday that it's, it's really important that we wake up and we get dressed and we shower and we put on our makeup and we, we, we do our things, but I create a model for everything. So I have a 15 point plan and each one of these elements I get one point for. And uh, it's exercise daily, don't drink calories, don't sleep too much or too little, don't skip meals, avoid negativity, journal, pray, have some gratitude, review my goals, find them to laugh at, try to learn something, work on a hobby, do something for somebody else, protect my alone time, and try not to work too many hours. Wow, yeah, I love that. Those, hey, can you, each one of those things are worth one point. So if I can if I can live 12 to 15 points, I'm happy and I'm out of my rut. Love it. It's like your personal NPS rating or something, right? Right, yep. I, hey, would you add 16 to that, Ben, for me? Yeah. Read yeah, in please. my news. <laughs> Read in my news. You got Absolutely. that? Hey, Absolutely. would you do me a favor and send that list? We'll publish it with your interview at the bottom. It's Danny, D-A-N-I, who you know, at Inman.com. Yep, I will send the whole plan over. That's great. We'll publish that. And by the way, let's just call out all our readers. Uh, gang, if you have things like this that you want to share, Inman is a huge distribution channel to millions of people in the industry. 
Uh, share your stuff, your articles, your ideas, your concepts. Danny loves it. If it's written coherently and it's not a, a commercial, but this kind of stuff is invaluable right now. We all need to be there for each other and support one another. Hey, Ben, there's always a silver lining. There's lemonade out of lemons. It looks to me like I know your push and my two-decade-old push to automate, digitize the transaction may be coming true somewhat by accident as a result of this crisis. Give us your insights now on technology and how important that is. I mean, the reality is, you know, it's keeping us connected. But any other thoughts? Yeah, for, you know, for the real estate industry, we need to get really good at uh, digital online open houses. We need to get really good at online virtual uh, listing presentations. We need to get good at virtual online training to our customers and to our agents and to our professionals. And if we can do those three things, real estate can go on. We'll only let the most qualified buyers and sellers into properties. Uh, we can pre-qualify things and take safety precautions and the, and the industry will move forward. I think we'll see a, a resurgence of people saying, I need to automate stuff because I can't afford as much staff, so I'm going to use technology. I think we're going to see a, a surgence of people uh, using virtual assistants or other more cost-effective ways to run their business. And how do we get rid of the notary process? Because that means some dude has to come to your house and you got to you got to interact with someone. Um, I just had to do that today, and I just I wanted to scream at the top of my lungs. Um, but uh, I, I think we'll we'll start waiving some of these things by the government, hopefully, so we can make because deals have to happen. It would be really unfortunate we can't do deals because of some arcane, ridiculous barrier in our way now more than ever, right? Yeah, you know, I, I heard somebody say the other day, they said, people are sitting at home either making babies or searching for real estate. I love it. Exactly. And, and, we, and we should be around to, to help them do that. I mean, the, the exposure part of this, everybody's going to be exposed. Everybody knows somebody that's getting sick right now. Everybody is pumping gas and everybody's grabbing groceries from the shelf everybody's going to be exposed. We just got to minimize our chances of being infected and find ways to go about our, our lives and take care of our family and our businesses. There you go. Now, as I understand it, you got inspired in real estate by reading uh, Gary Keller's book, correct? In the beginning, you that was a big part of your motivation? Yeah, my first real estate agent gave me uh, Gary J's and Dave Jake's uh, book called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. That's how I got into the business. You know, and Gary came out at the beginning of this week. We published his uh, his missive to all of his um, followers, and uh, I thought he really laid it out straight up and really powerful. Um, how do we get all leaders to just right now more than ever be transparent, tell the truth, and you know, let's get on with it. The first step is self awareness. And any any guidance or coaching or encouragement to our leaders, or or should real estate agents just realize they're on their own. How do, how do we get the leaders to, to do more like what Gary did at the beginning of this week? You know, I, I saw Jay, talked to Jay Papazan. He runs Keller Williams University, and they're running 10-plus virtual classes a day every 30 minutes for all their 180,000 agents. They're really diving into our agents' need content and health, and I think the industry needs to do that as well. I think the, one of the things we have to do is we got to quit thinking about who's at Compass and who's at AXP and who's at Keller Williams and who's at Rheology. We just got to act like an industry for a while. 
And I've seen too many brokers right now that are telling agents, stop work, closing offices. They're doing no, no training, no support, no reaching out, asking they're okay. When we're doubling down and saying every staff member needs to call every one of our agents and ask them, what can we do for them? How are you doing? What are you doing to keep busy? What are you doing to stay healthy? Do you have any real estate business going on? And every time they hear something good or hear something bad, I'm asking them to text me right back. I love it. Because we want to we want to keep the good news coming in. I think as an industry, we can all go on Facebook and say there's 134 new listings today and there's 44 brand new pendings. And this is up 5% from last month because everybody needs to know that this business is still going forward. That's great. You know, Ben, I think this is a great equalizer, right? Uh, you know, Robert Refkin, Ryan Snyder, Ben Kenny, Brad Inman, everyday realtor from Omaha. They're all in their slippers working from their home. No one's in a big shot office in New York City or uh, Denver. Um, and that great equalizer, I think, is really positive because that's always been the, the beauty of this industry. It's a bottoms up, democratic, widely distributed, colorful collection of real estate agents that we all try to support. And you know that better than anybody. Every time when you're on stage, you look those agents right in the eye. You could care less what the big shots think. And that's really why I respect you. Any last words for the Inman listeners today that uh, get them stoked to, uh, to find their way through this mess? Yeah, I'd say that we got to have a lot of clarity on our financial status, our cash reserves, and our expenses. And after you do that, the next best thing you can do is start filling your funnel. There's going to be a time when the gates open and things are going to start going back to normal. You will be so much stronger if you have a list of people that need to buy and sell, ready to go, pre-approved, when that actually happens. This is not a snow day. This is not a time to sit back in our house and make snow angels. This is a time to help our community and and help our companies and, and look out after each other. Hey, Ben, you're the best. I love you to death. And you hang in there. And if Inman News can ever do anything at all for you at any time, you let us know. Good luck with things. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. Hey, gang, um, I'll be back this afternoon with another Daily Dispatch. Um, going to be interviewing Ryan Snyder, the CEO of Realogy, and uh, he'll give us his insight into how he's managing to the many, many, many issues that we face in real estate. Gang, we're going to be positive here. We're going to tell the truth, and we're going to try to help you all guide your business through the mess we're in. Take care for now. Brad Inman, checking out.